everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Disney Digging. This is episode 18, and it's probably going to be one of the biggest news episodes probably ever. There's so much news. Um, I prolonged an episode a week. Um, a lot of news happened in that span of three weeks that I have not made an episode. There's so much to talk about, and I'm kind of glad, because uh, prior to the this week and the past week, there was a lot of news. So I'm kind of glad I waited a full week to do the podcast episode because so much has happened since I've last made one. And let's start off with the biggest news. And this is what everyone has been talking about. This is what you've seen about all over social media if you follow any Disney accounts, just news sites in general. And that is that Bob Bob Chapek has officially been let go from the Walt Disney Company. He's been relieved of his duties as CEO. Now, if you don't know and don't follow the Disney community, um, a lot of people do not like Bob Chapek. They blamed him for pretty much everything wrong with the park, saying that it's his fault that uh, everything's so expensive, that we're getting less, you know, uh, less products for more money at the parks. And pretty much he's been the root of all the problems for a lot of people. And now he's gone. He is out of the picture. Um, it was a... There's so many reports of what actually happened and what led to this exactly and the number one thing is that it was some sort of internal rebellion that pretty much led this and um pretty much some people in the corporate sphere just felt that he was turning the company into a direction that they did not like and they were harming the company they did not like working under bob chapek and uh pretty much they led something to the shareholders, and uh, they decided to relieve him of his duties um, late Sunday night. So, and yeah, look, let's let's talk about that first, since that is the, the main thing um, that we're talking about here. It is really unfortunate that this happened the way it did, but I'm glad it happened. Look, I've haven't been one of those people who complain and blame Bob Chapek for everything wrong with the parks at the moment. I just don't think he's entirely to blame for everything. A uh, majority of the blame should go to him. However, he's not the biggest person to blame. Um, but he's definitely not a popular person amongst the community for a reason. And the reports that I've heard from like internal employees that like he wouldn't even acknowledge certain people and that he never really cared to really be personable with any of his employees and pretty much really didn't seem like his heart was in this job. Really from uh, from any point. Um, and, you know, and that sucks. And I think there, there should definitely be someone who cares about the job, the company, the product that they're putting out there. And it just doesn't seem like... Bob Chapek or didn't seem that this was something that he was truly passionate about and working in this uh, working for this company leading this company so I'm glad I'm glad that he is gone Um, look I don't think people are going to people are expecting I think a lot with him being gone I think people are expecting him to pretty much now that he's gone that everything's gonna go back to normal we're gonna get free fast pass we're gonna get no park reservations we're gonna get cheaper tickets and all this other stuff 
I'll be I'll be honest. I don't think that's happening. Um, the CEO, uh, Bob Chapek himself, was not the root of those, you know, those decisions to be made. Those decisions were in place before he got there, long in production before he got there, and they were under the reign of the man who did replace him or return to replace him. I guess you can say. And that is Bob Iger. Bob Iger is returning back as CEO of Disney. All of the stuff that's wrong with the parks now was pretty much created when Bob Iger was in charge. So like I said, I don't think it's fair to kind of just not blame him. And I think people have expectations way beyond belief that what's going to change when with Bob Iger coming back. Don't get me wrong. Some things will change. But the amount of change people are expecting with this return is is insane to me. Especially because I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed when they find out that nothing really is going to change. That That's my honest opinion. And look, I don't have a too strong of an opinion on Bob Iger either. Uh, he's fine. Um, um, but like I said, I don't think the CEO is to blame for everything for a com- that a company does. Um, but, you know, at least... The biggest thing is for me is I'm taking the message of this um, event to heart. The shareholders, some of the important internal staff at the Walt Disney Company, you know, just realize that something is wrong and something needs to be changed. So they saw the problem and, and, and they took a step to correct it. It's, you know, we'll have yet to see whether it pays off or whether something actually pans out from this. But at least they made the decision and took a step forward in trying to change that and trying to solve the issue. Now, we'll see if, it, if it's solved. We'll, we'll see. And um, that will be the true judge and test of that going forward. But in the meantime, I'm just glad that Disney took initiative and um, did something about the problem before it was too late. Because like I said, I, have, I haven't been his biggest critic, Bob Chapek, and his decisions. Um, in fact, I don't care about most of the changes that he, did, he made under his reign. But I do understand that he was really unpopular amongst fans. And I do understand, um, especially as of lately, I've been really against his decisions on things and some of the comments he's made about certain things. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, like I said, initially I wasn't the biggest fan of him, still don't really care, but um, as of late, the past couple of months, I've slowly soured on him and his decision making with the company, so really glad that he is gone and excited to see what happens with the company going forward. There's a lot of changes still going on, uh, people being replaced, people being let go, so we'll see what happens, and an interesting thing that I do want to touch on, it's a rumor, um, obviously we don't really know this, but um, supposedly the reason why there hasn't been a Star Wars movie in theaters um, since 2019 uh, is because Bob Chapek believed that they should stop pretty much making them, or stop putting them to movies, and he really wanted to limit the amount of Star Wars, um, Star Wars movies or content out there, and that really sucks. <laughs> Because we've been having this huge, huge, huge mess with Lucasfilm where they announce a movie, announce a director, and then they, after a couple of years, they're booted off the project, and it's never mentioned again, and then we just find out months later that it was canceled. 
So I don't know if he's entirely to blame for that. Maybe he has a portion of blame to that. But um, um, you know, there are, there's also another report that um, Lucasfilm will ramp up the Star Wars movies in the next five years and start pushing more movies out there, even if they're not going to be related to the Skywalker saga, which is perfectly fine. And I just felt that I had, I had to mention that as a big you know Star Wars fan. So with Bob Iger returning to Disney, um, one of the biggest things that he did under his reign was purchase Fox, 20th Century Fox, which was a big deal. Um, a lot of people put that to blame as to why the parks have gotten so expensive over the past couple of years because they're trying to pretty much make their money back, as you can say. Again, I, I can't comment on that. I don't know if that's true. I'm not a financial person at all, so I do not want to give some um, you know, half-baked opinion on that. But um, there's a big rumor going around, now that Iger has returned to the company, that one of the final things, he's coming back on a two-year deal, pretty much. Um, and one of the things people are talking about is that um, on his, his very last thing that he will do before his two-year contract ends is that he will sell Disney to Apple. That's been a big point of contention big thing people have been talking about really since apple started growing to what it is now again i can't speak to the validity of that i don't understand it do i like it no i don't i just don't like monopolies in general um i'm not a big fan of disney owning so much uh so yeah personally i would not be a big fan if that did happen but um, like I said, that's just rumors, and that would be about two years out from today. So um, there's nothing really to worry about that, you know, too much. I wouldn't worry about that too much right now, at least. And the response from Disney fans, uh, Bob Chapek being let go, was insane. Um, I've seen, like, videos of people at the parks, like, celebrating, like, clapping and cheering at the park. Like, if, pretty much like if... The Empire was defeated in Return of the Jedi. Like, you've seen the where there's, like, you know, at the end of Return of Jedi where there's different planets and they're all celebrating and cheering. And that's pretty much how it was in some portions of Disneyland when the news first broke. And then all the YouTube videos, all the TikTok videos, it was crazy. It was a real crazy time. And I think the biggest thing is it happened, I think it was, like, 9... It was late. I think it was like 7, maybe 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time when this happened on a Sunday. So, you know, something was really, really bad and um, really, really drastic for a change like this to be made at that time. So that was just crazy to me to see and kind of witness that, at least initially. So that's the biggest news to start off with. Let's go into the other news that we have with uh, Disneyland Park, Disneyland Resort in general. So uh, November 11th did kick off um, the holiday season at Disneyland. Uh, we had Festival of Holidays over at DCA and just the regular Christmas stuff at Disneyland. Um, I won't touch on too much stuff about that because really nothing... There's nothing new. Mostly everything there is returning. Obviously, we had some new food items, some new merchandise, some new souvenirs with the popcorn buckets and sippers. And, yeah. So, let's just go through that. Um, Christmas Fantasy Parade is back. There are two showtimes. I believe one is at 3.30. The other one's at 5.30. I always say this. And something that i still push there needs to be a nighttime showing of this parade like the first one should be at 5 30 and the next one should be i don't know 8 30 i just feel like this parade is so much better at night and last year at marius nights the special ticket event 
seeing the parade so late at night was such a treat because it looks so much better at night and it takes on a whole different life during the night with the lights that are on every float it looks so much better and yeah but other than that the parade is uh still good it's one of the longest parades and people camp out for it really really early i if i was to recommend anything i would say just stay for the second parade i always choose the second showtime uh for the parades or shows i just think it's generally emptier and you don't have to line up so early to get a spot for these um later show times but yeah it's still that and it still is i love this parade but it is a really slow parade there's a lot of big gaps in between because it's such a long parade we have the lighting of the christmas tree back i have yet to see the lighting of the christmas tree like right at um when, right when the sun sets i've seen this tree lit up in the night but not been there for like the actual lighting of the tree i forgot what it's called but the lighting of sleeping beauty's castle as well is really great i've seen that one before it's really one of the best things there i think and it takes a lot of people by surprise when that does happen um the fireworks show still great one of the best shows out there world of color amazing it's been and the thing is like the fireworks in the world of color have been getting canceled a lot the past couple of weeks just because um high winds rain and it's definitely played a uh, a factor in that so just kind of be aware that that could happen and it's been happening a lot consistently in the past couple of weeks so that may happen if you go visit the park soon the firework and world of color shows being canceled so sticking with dca um we had the wakanda forever celebrations kick off we had the the show of mbaku which is really nice i'm surprised it's so late usually the um special characters in avengers campus come out like really early i think the first show time for the mbaku show is at three some three forty five three thirty that's pretty late uh, but generally, he looks good. I, I like the costume. Uh, the character looks pretty good. And the thing is, like, I always complain about face characters at the park, like characters who don't have a mask on or like a character's head on. You generally, in my opinion, look pretty bad. Um, like um, America Chavez didn't look the best. Miss Marvel um, didn't look the best to me. Nothing, nothing against you know the cast members performing that, but it's just more so just the look of the character, um, not really them looking like the actor. Um, but I think the character for M'Baku, the actor for M'Baku, I should say, looks generally pretty good. And, and I like the look of it. Uh, the Jabari tribe is a really nice touch to Avengers Campus. Um, obviously seen, I guess this is a spoiler, um, the new Black Panther, who happens to be Shuri. It's posted all over social media from Marvel, Disney, and Disney Parks. So it's pretty obvious at this point. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, the costume looks look it looks good i haven't seen it like up close because i haven't really seen the character like come down from like the awning or the second level or really come up and take pictures like where the um iron man usually takes pictures or hulk takes pictures at so i haven't really gotten a close look at the costume but from a distance it looks it looks good and um the i believe it's called like the black panther garden by the um hyperion theater it's cool. I like the I like the the statuettes. Uh, it's really nice. Um, I haven't seen it at night. I want to go back and see it at night because I imagine it's gonna look really cool, um, given the lighting and the purple color scheme. I imagine it's gonna look really cool. But um, overall, the Wakanda Forever celebration is a really nice touch. And they also added the Shuri um, Panther gauntlets uh, to Web Slingers, and I'm still surprised that they're making 
additional new attachments for this ride. So obviously, like I know we all complain that you know it's a waste of time, extra money, pay to win, whatever. But say what you will. But that thing, um, it's making money. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's selling enough for them to continue to make new versions of them. So whatever we say, it, it's working. Uh, and at least Disney is saying that. We should keep investing in this because people are buying it. Enough people are buying it that it justifies making new attachments for this ride. And overall, the parks are really, really, really busy. Um, they generally are at this time, especially holiday, uh, Halloween to Christmas is the busiest time at the parks. So go with patience. Um, go expecting Genie Plus to be like $30. It is expensive and pricey and packed at the parks so just keep that in mind when you go visit the parks it's going to be busy just go already with that mindset that it's going to be unbearably busy um i think if you go with that mindset and try to have as good as a time as you possibly can you'll have a good time but don't go expecting it to be empty because it's not going to be empty yeah so expect rides to have really long waits every any ride that has um lightning lane is going to be two times longer than it normally would so just be aware of that and kind of plan for that um i think that's the best way to kind of enjoy your trip as it's coming up um so continuing on uh, other news we have uh specifically in dca we have the announcement of lunar lunar new year starting january january 20th finishing february 15th lunar new year is a really fun celebration at dca i love this period of time at dca pretty much from halloween up until april because it's just festival season at dca we have halloween season we have the um, festival of holidays lunar new year and then we have the food and wine festival it's one of my favorite times at dca the park is so alive during that portion so alive and uh lunar new year i love always love the color scheme of lunar new year the red and the gold i think looks really nice and um they made the announcements uh we'll get more details about it soon what to expect food entertainment i expect we'll get kind of um a rehash of some of the uh you know entertainment and the um what do you call it the not the parade but what is the call what is it? a um well i'm blanking on the term for it it's not a parade it's like a shorter version of a parade um a float no not a float i don't know but you guys know what i mean the one with uh mushu and mulan and the dancers with it uh, i forgot what it's called cavalcade there you go the cavalcade that they have uh every now and then uh yeah so i'm excited for it to come back um yeah we'll talk about it more once we get more details on like the exact food breakdowns and get more specifics on that it's still some time away so wouldn't worry about that too much then we have food and wine festival coming back to dca again We'll talk about that a little bit more once we get more specific details about food and entertainment. But uh, Food & Wine will be from March 3rd to April 25th. And uh, coming back with Food & Wine, which seems to be now an annual tradi uh, tradition, um, Soarin' Over California, the overlay of Soarin' Over California, will be back um, with the Food & Wine Festival. I think that's really cool. Look, um, 
I don't go on Soren much. I am I get motion sick on that ride, so I kind of just avoid it. Um, I'm not a big fan of Soren over the world. I much prefer Soren over California, and. I just think I'm one of those people, it's a really basic Disney opinion to say, I believe that Soarin' Over California should be there permanently at DCA. Permanently. It just makes so much sense, and Epcot should have Soarin' Over the World. Again, I'm not going to get into that whole spiel. It's a really basic Disney opinion that pretty much everyone agrees on. But uh, I'll just, again, further my decision on that. But uh, Soarin' Over California is coming back if you do want to participate in that. So... It's going to be fun. Um, the lines are going to get pretty hefty for this attraction uh, when it does come back. So imagine it to be very busy. And also imagine um, those lightning, lightning lanes for that ride to be insane. Um, that attraction already gets backed up because they only use one side of the theater building. So imagine plus the income of Soaring Over California. It's going to be insane. This ride's going to be so busy. And yeah, I'm just excited for Lunar New Year and excited for Food and Wine Festival. I haven't done any of the food um, tastings uh, for the Festival of Holidays yet. I'm excited to do it. I'm going to probably do it this year. Um, but yeah, waiting on that. I just waited for the initial rush to kind of die down because I did go the first day. And it was insane the first day. So I'll probably wait for that to die down before I go ahead and do that. Monsters Inc. has officially reopened. Uh, nothing looks to have really changed with the attraction itself. Um, color schemes were added um, inside, improved lighting. Some of the animatronics look to be working a little bit better. The outside did get like a, did get like a, a new paint color, a new paint scheme, I should say. The characters look a little bit more um, realistic in a weird way. <laughs> um, I don't know how to describe the art. I'm terrible at describing art. Um, but yeah, new paint scheme outside the building looks fine. Nothing big there. And then we also have um, a big thing coming up. Uh, so the week of Thanksgiving, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming out on Disney+. Plus. Um, question is if there's going to be any type of character or promotion in the park at Avengers Campus. Usually there is with some type of tie-in. I imagine if I had to like pick anything... I imagine that Groot, if you guys have seen the trailer, Groot gets pretty much decorated like a Christmas tree at one point, And he has like, um, I imagine that he'll probably come out dressed like that to kind of promote the show. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to happen. Um, other than that, I don't think we'll get much um, push for the show. Like at Drax, Rocket, um, Mantis and Star-Lord all kind of look the same. Uh, Groot is like the only one that I think you can make like a physical change that's not too expensive and that will kind of, um, you know, flow on social media pretty well. But other than that, that's really all that's happening at DCA. Um, so let's just go ahead and transition into Downtown Disney. There's some news there. Um, not necessarily with any like event or portion of the park, uh, but more so the hotels. The DVC Tower is coming along great. You can see it from Mickey and Friends and Pixar Palace parking structure. It is almost to its, to its peak um, in terms of uh, layering. So it's going to be exciting to see that actually start getting filled in and see the spots getting filled in there. But um, the biggest news is uh, Pixar... What is it called? Pixar Place Hotel? Is that, is that what it's called? Um. I forgot the name. The Pixar Pier Hotel that we're going to get, which is Paradise Pier now. Um, 
the color scheme is getting added to it. We saw that they removed the sign and they were kind of painting the building, but now we're getting a more of a clear sign of what the color scheme is going to be for the hotel. So it looks like a white, like a, just like a plain white color with like uh, yellow, red, and blue kind of like stripes going down. Look, a lot of people have been talking bad about this color scheme. I kind of agree. I don't like it. It matches the Pixar color scheme. Um, but I'm going to kind of reserve judgment until it's over, until it's f complete. Um, but I just don't think white is a good co good color scheme for your hotel. <laughs> um, especially, I, I just don't think it's going to go well. I think this building's going to get dirty and look really bad really fast if they just paint it white. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, that's pretty much it for downtown Disney slash the hotels. Let's move into Disneyland because there is some big news there. Uh, so first thing, let's talk about Life Day 2022. Life Day was fun. Uh, I did not attend. I did see the videos. I saw some of the merchandise. Really cool. Really cool event. Um, I just don't know why. Why don't they put Chewbacca in the red robe? Like the character Chewbacca. He comes out, he leads the people away with like the little um, flowing, the glowing orbs. I don't know if they're called. Sue me. But um, why doesn't he come out in the red robe? That would be so cool if he came out in the red robe and the little he had his own little blue glowing orb. That would be amazing. Uh, other than that, I like that they're incorporating this into the park. And they should have some type of ceremony where Chewbacca like does something with the orb. Pretty much... Like they can have something where he stands kind of like off to a section on an elevated portion. He has the orb and then like a audio blaze kind of explaining what life day is and why it's important. And at the very end, you lift the orb above you and, you know, do some kind of little small ceremony like that. I think that would be really cool and would add something really unique to the park. And I think it should be on a daily basis or at least every Friday, Saturday and Sunday because... We all say that Galaxy's Edge needs like shows or these little ceremonies to kind of, you know, boost up its kinetic energy. And I agree with that. Um, having the events that you had there for Life Day make them every day. And I think that would go a huge, huge way if you had these things every day instead of just having that those two days for Life Day. I know it's only a day, but Christmas is only a day and we have that event the entirety of the month. Um, yeah, so that's that. Continuing on with Galaxy's Edge slash Batu slash Black Spire Outpost. Some characters arrived to the land and it shocked some people and it made a big hit on social media. The Mandalorian, Din Djarin, and Grogu have officially arrived to Disneyland Park at Galaxy's Edge and they look great. I went this past week, were able to uh, see them up close, had a good interaction with the Mandalorian. It was so cool. The costume looks amazing, by the way. It really does. Uh, Grogu, a little stiff, um, but overall looks adorable, looks really good. And I'm just going to praise, um, in general, the accomplishment of this character, how it looks, and most importantly, just the creation of this character. We, <laughs> a year ago, Nobody would expected would have expected that this character would appear at Black, um at Batu. Nobody, because the whole strict timeline thing, and then the introduction of Boba Fett and Finnick Shand, um, and then of course Mandalorian and Grogu is huge. Now it's interesting because these characters, um, Boba Fett, Finnick Shand, and Mandalorian, they don't go past the marketplace. 
So they don't go towards the Falcon and they don't go towards Rise of the Resistance. Which is interesting. Maybe it has something to do with the whole timeline thing. I don't know. But either way, I'm just glad these characters are here. The first day was a mess. It was a mess. I saw videos of it and he came out with like six cast members, two securities flanking him. And I know people were mocking Disney for like, oh, like they they should have expected this. So why did they, you know, plan so poorly for this? But truth be told, the reason <laughs> they needed to do this because people don't know how to how to pretty much how to act with something like this in a situation like this. If there was no cast members, no security there, or just one cast member, maybe even two, they would have swarmed the character as soon as he came out, would have not let him walk, and would have pretty much been surrounding him and trapping him in. Like, I feel for the cast member who is portraying the character, because that is a really tough situation where you're pretty much being swarmed and you are unable to go anywhere because people are surrounding you. So all credit to that actor and that cast member and the cast members who are walking with the character because that is a tough situation to be in where people are just attacking and people just forget all sort of manners and respect when something like this happens. And I just feel for them. I really do. I really do. So I have to say just be nice to the cast members. Be nice to the character. Don't push in front of other people and people just swarm this character. This is a big hit. And I'm not even just saying this as a big Star Wars fan because I am a bigger Star Wars fan than I am Marvel. But um, this one character meet and greet has beat everything in Avengers Campus. No doubt about it. No doubt. Ask anyone. The, <laughs> the Mandalorian and Grogu uh, meet and greet, whatever, character interaction is better than everything that Avengers Campus has done combined with the characters. Because this character is so beloved. And it's crazy because this character is beloved by people who don't even watch Star Wars. Everybody knows Baby Yoda. Everybody. And people just love this character. So it's a really great interaction for the people, for the characters. And I'm excited to see what they do next. I do not think this is the end for characters in Galaxy's Edge. I think these three characters were a test to see if it will work and can they do it. I think slowly and surely they're going to get other characters, kind of break the timeline a little bit, but keep it within the marketplace like I mentioned. I would not be surprised um, with the next show, uh, which I'm not 100% what the next Disney Plus show is. I think it's Ahsoka. I think it is Ahsoka. That I am not going to be surprised if she appears at Galaxy's Edge as well. Not going to be surprised. In fact, I can't... I kind of guarantee that she will kind of be there. I really am starting to lean towards guaranteeing that Ahsoka will appear in Galaxy's Edge by the time her show comes out. Heck, I even think Andor is going to appear there. I think um, maybe the season. I think maybe after the season finale, he'll get announced that he'll do some uh, appearances for a couple of weeks to support the show. Yeah, but I really think he's he's going to start appearing there. And I think more characters are going to start to be added to Galaxy's Edge besides Rey, Chewbacca, you know, the, the standard ones. And I'm all for it. All for it. I love the timeline. Love what they tried to do with Galaxy's Edge. But I'm all for adding characters and breaking this whole timeline thing. Nothing against that at all. Next, uh, continuing on around the park, let's go to... New Orleans Square slash Adventureland. We have the Treehouse 
if you guys have been listening to this podcast from the beginning, you know we've been talking about the treehouse for a while, since October of 2021. We finally got word on what's going to replace it or what's going to come with this treehouse. And it's going to be a Adventureland treehouse. That's what it's called, or at least that's what it's based to be called. And it's going to be based off of, inspired by, the Swiss Family Robinson. So not directly a remake or a reboot of the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse from before, but it's going to be inspired by that, but not directly tied to it. That's interesting to me. Like, why not just... I just feel like they're kind of playing the middle ground. I feel like they're doing this because if um, if the Swiss Family Robinson Disney Plus reboot show is really good and people like it, they'll be like, oh, see? Here it is. And they'll add some more stuff to the um, treehouse to connect, kind of connect to the show. But if the show does not kick off pretty well and it doesn't really attract a lot of people to it, um, I think they'll kind of be like, oh, just kind of push the name underground a little bit more. It's just like a weird in-between section that they decided to go with for this name of the attract of the attraction. And overall, the the concept art looks good. I like what we're seeing. I do. I just I think it's different. I think it's unique. It's a lot of kinetic energy there, and I just think it's gonna be a nice addition to the to the area. Like I don't know how big it's gonna actually be and how it's gonna translate from concept art to um, real life. Because it looks really grand, really, really grand in the, uh, you know, the artwork. And I don't know if they can translate that just given the space that's there. It's not that big of an area, so I can't imagine that they're going to build it to scale as they're showing it. I imagine there are probably going to be some cutbacks with this. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. But uh, it's exciting just to kind of know that it is something is coming there. We don't know when exactly it's coming, but we know that something is arriving with that. If I had the bet, if I had the bet, I would bet that this treehouse is going to open the same time that uh, Splash Mountain, the new Splash Mountain opens in 2024. Disney likes grouping big events like these together. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Disney 100 Celebration. Uh, That's what I think, and I think that's what's going to happen. New Downtown Disney opening, um, updated Downtown Disney opening, Pixar Hotel, DVC Hotel. Pretty sure that's gonna what's gonna, what's gonna, what's gonna happen, but not entirely sure. But uh, if I had to bet, that's what I would say. We also got the announcement that Mickey's uh, Toontown, the land itself, the, up, the updated land, will be opening March eighth. Look, we know the attraction Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is opening up January twenty seventh, but that's only the ride. The entire land is going to open March 8th. We got some new concept art of um, the new dining, I guess, offerings coming here. Um, a little like market. That's going to probably have like the, the apples, the pickles, some drinks. Daisy's Diner is returning with like a new small updated menu. We also have more interaction about the Magic Man Plus, the characters' houses, um, Chippendale's gad- Chippendale's. Is it still called Gadget Coaster? That's a terrible name if that is. Anyways, uh, Chippendale's Gadget Coaster, uh, which, by the way, I called that. If you look at my old YouTube videos when the land was so open, I speculated on that. I called it earlier on this podcast as well that it will be rethemed to Chippendale and kind of based off of their treehouse. And then also, 
uh, Roger Rabbit is returning. We didn't get any specifics on that, if it's going to be updated or anything. We just know that it is returning. Yeah, and overall, I like the new concept art. I like to look at Goofy's house, uh, Donald's boat. Um, I'm excited for the inclusions of this, and um, it's going to be a big day. going to be a big day March 8th. Uh, there's a lot of big stuff coming for the parks um, as the time comes along. Lastly, let's talk about Magic Keys. So, in a wild fiasco, uh, they just randomly went on sale last week. Randomly, no warning. It was just announced, like an hour. It was announced. It was announced. Magic keys are going up, going up for sale in like an hour. Next hour comes and they're on sale, and then madness ensues. I I have a magic key, so I didn't have to worry about trying to get one. But I saw people on my personal um, social media accounts and my Disney accounts struggling to get these magic keys i've seen people wait the entire day to get a magic key and then not even get or wait the whole day and not even get anything it's been a mess it was a mess keys were selling out they blocked out certain keys because they were selling too much and some of them are sold out some of them are not sold out people waited five minutes and got in people waited eight hours didn't get in it was a mess as you expect with an event like this as you expect I think Disney did the right thing, ironically, by just coming out and announcing that they're available instead of saying, like, they're going to be available on this day at this time because it would have been the same situation, like, times a thousand if you gave it a specific time and day that they were going to be available instead of just announcing in the next hour they're going to be available. Be ready. Be ready to spend (laughs) almost $2,000. Um, <laughs> I just feel bad for people who have like families and they bought a magic key for everyone and it's like, hey, get ready to spend uh, like 5,000, like five grand in a span of an hour. Get ready. And then people were like, got in, bought the keys. Um, their bank got charged like six times, but they didn't actually get a confirmation. So they technically never bought one. And yeah, it was a mess. I, I was in that situation when I initially bought the magic key back in 2021. Yeah, 2021. It was a mess. I can only imagine what it was like now. Like it was probably a lot worse because there's been um, there's been this pretty much this pent up demand from people who haven't had a magic key, who want one, who've been wanting one for the past two years. So you can only imagine that. Overall, that was just a complete mess. I feel sorry for the people involved. I feel sorry for the people who didn't get a magic key or who had to resort to a lower key because the one they wanted wasn't there. I just. I feel sorry for everyone who had to deal with that. Especially for the people who don't like follow big Disney stuff or who do big Disney events like this. Like if you're just a casual Disney goer and you're like, hey, I wanna oh Magic Keys here for sale. I want one. I wanna be able to go to Disneyland every week. You go log into the site and then you witness the absolute worst thing, which is the Disney reservation system or whatever, the Disney waiting system, which is inconsistent terrible slow and just a straight out hoax like i said you could be waiting for six hours your little bar will still say more than an hour waits and then six hours pass and out of nowhere it just tells you that magic keys are blocked or there's no more for sale or you get in and then all of a sudden the key that you're eyeing is no longer available and you can't purchase it no more or you wait it wait eight hours you don't get a magic key and then it tells you guess what we're not selling them anymore just 
absolutely terrible. And I feel bad for everyone. Like I said, it's just a terrible experience. Like us big Disney fans, we're used to this because we deal with this with every special event. We deal with this for um, Oogie Boogie Bash, for D23. Every, every big Disney event that happens that us big Disney fans go to, we expect we expect this because we've done this so many times. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I have to say on that subject. Um, we'll see when they if, when and if they go back to uh, on sale again. That's that's a big question going forward. Um, but that really covers it. I'm not going to talk about anything really else this episode. Like I said, it was a heavy news episode, a really heavy news episode. Um, the only real Disney Plus show that I'm watching right now is Andor. Seeing that we are pretty much. Um, on the last couple of episodes before the end of the season i'm gonna wait until the season wraps up to do a full review on it and then i'll do like an episode talking if um and or is like a topic about it pretty much like if it's saving star wars or if this is the direction that star wars should go in um, i'll probably say that for the next episode but in the meantime i want to thank you all for listening to this podcast episode if you enjoyed consider leaving a star review consider subscribing to the podcast channel that helps out a ton consider leaving a written review that helps out as well with the algorithm with whatever podcast platform you listen to this on if you do like this want to see more like i said listen to my other episodes check me out on instagram twitter tiktok and youtube at big thunder mario thank you for listening and as always Stay wild.